world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you want know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. <laughs> Excuse me, come out coughing. That's not very good. Uh, good morning, welcome. A lot of man, I got up this morning. I jumped on my computer to get, find some information. I could I could go forty eight different directions right now with the information that I saw on the computer. Because remember, we talked yesterday about chaos. We're in the midst of chaos, and if you understand this, friends, you'll begin to notice that even around you, around your family. There's chaos. Children doing crazy things, friends, family members, stuff going on. And always remember this, that God always moves from dark dark to light, not light to dark. Chaos goes from light to dark. And that's the fight that we're having. And I think that it's two kingdoms in conflict coming to a head. We're sitting here right in the middle of it. And I got a million different things that we could talk about in regards to that. And, uh, I was thinking just before I came down down the steps here this morning of uh, the times in which we live. And here's what I here's what I really think we need to do. Myra, get ready. I'm not going to talk too loud before I let you get in there. I don't know what's going to go on politically. I got some stuff to show you that the Republicans are probably going to win. But one of the greatest deceptions that we have is the idea that that uh, uh, that the Republicans are going to be the answer. You know, it's a it's a two card monte. It's two wings of the same bird. And unfortunately, so many of us have really put our stock into Republicanism and Donald Trump. And that's that, folks, that, none of that is a solution to the problem. None of it is. And as I've been saying for a long, long time, and you guys agree with me, that's why you're in here, is um, truth is the only solution. Jesus is the manifestation of truth. The church is his body. So it should be emanating truth, standing for truth, speaking the truth, and uh, not compromising on the truth. And until Amen. truth returns, until truth returns to the church, truth's not going to return to the culture. So we have to understand that. We have to, as as I kind of kind of ended the show yesterday, our target and all this planning and not planning and all this stuff that we got going on, we can never forget. You can only block the guy in front of you. you. Can't block the guy on the other side of the field. It's going to take you a while to get over there. So we have to learn to block the guy in front of us. And the guy in front of us tends to be, happens to be the, the place where you go to church and the people that you are in fellowship with, that you come in contact with every day. Remember this, Jesus promised, as we read yesterday, that they're going to hate you. You're going to be hated of all men. That somehow along the way, we substituted truth for love. He said, well, coach, what does that mean? Well, we did this. In our desire to make everybody feel loved, we compromised the truth. That's what, that's why we're in the mess that we're in. The manifestation. Uh, I, I go back to 19, I graduated from high school in 1971. I'm going to tell you the truth. You guys could probably agree with me. When I went to school in 1971 at Otterbein College, I left home. I saw my first ever, are you ready? Are you sitting down? Homosexual. 1971. I'd never seen one, never really heard of one, but somebody told me that guy's a homo. Guy's a homo. The word gay wasn't even out there. Wasn't even out there. Now, homosexuality has become so much of the American culture and American society that my six-year-old grandson knows that word and knows what that means. The inculcation, the indoctrination of deviancy into the lives of, of of all of us has become basically mainstream. To the point where the church now welcomes homosexuals. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. How, how amen. Have we now evolved so much as God 
Almighty God evolved so much that the thing that he used to call an abomination, which the scriptures said, those things that aren't even spoken, you don't even spoke, speak of them in the light. Those things that aren't even spoken of, people are now being elected because they are that. Now you tell me there ain't something crazy going on. Mm. How does that happen in a generation? How does that happen in 60 years? Well, it's like anything else. It's the constant drip, 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 drip. Our bathroom is kind of right up here over the top of me, my multi-million dollar studio. If we sprung a leak in those pipes up there, and it just, every time we ran the, ran the spigot, it dripped onto the floor. Eventually, you know what would happen, right? The wood would rot out. The floor would rot out. I'd have to replace it. And it's been the constant drip, 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 drip that has put us into this position. And what happened? The church, in its desire to love everybody, never turned off the dripping. In fact, we created a new nozzle there. We, 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 got a, we, turned, we turned the water on harder in our desire to show people how much we love them. And you know this, and I know this, that no matter how much it hurts, I want to know the truth. I don't want to go to a doctor and have the doctor discover cancer in me that I got a week to live and tell me that I'm going to be fine. I don't want him to, I don't want him to do that. I don't want my wife to come to me and tell me how much she loves me as she runs around and sleeps with other men. I don't I don't want to I don't want to know. I want to know the truth because it's only the truth that sets us free. Now can we be honest here? None of us here know what causes people to be gay. None of we we don't know. Is it is it uh genetic? Is it environmental? Is it uh, demonic? None of can we be can we be honest? None of us know what causes it. But we do know this. It's deviant. It's sad that it's deviant. Uh, we feel bad. We feel bad for people who are trapped. By the way, that's a funny word, isn't it? Trapped inside a homosexual lifestyle. We feel bad for them. I feel bad for someone who's trapped in drug addiction. But when someone's trapped in drug addiction, why is it that we don't go around into our schools and go everywhere and tell everybody that drug addiction's normal? Drug addiction's a good thing. All of you children, hey children, this is normal here. Here, start taking some fentanyl here, will ya? Well, maybe you're too young to take the fentanyl now, but when you get older and you get away from home, then you take fentanyl because it's it's a normal thing that people do. None of us would do that. None of us would do that. Especially we wouldn't do that in the church. Yet the church. See, the Bible says that we are the salt of the earth, but that's, that's, that's not the truth. That's not the truth. The world has become the salt of the church. The world has. And we want to embrace the things of the world. We want to love the things the world loves. We want to be driven and directed and shaped by the things of the world. In fact, we want to be drifted, shaped by that so much that we brought the prosperity gospel into the church. Because why? Those of us in the church want to have the same stuff that the devil's kids have. Amen. And we created this idea that we don't have stuff because the devil's trying to steal it from us. And so we said, oh, yeah, the devil's trying to steal it from me. So therefore, I'm going to build a church and I'm going to give people a formula on how to make money and get rich. And then I'll draw a lot of people because deep inside our hearts, we have this desire to be rich so we can have more stuff. You know what I wish I had? I wish I wish the Lord right now would drop down on me $500 million. Because I wouldn't leave it in my bank account. I'd be about my business, my father's business, of doing good things with $500 million. But see, that's not the way we think, right? That's not the way we think. The Lord drops $500 million into our lap, and we have to, well, we have to put $50 million of it away for ourselves because, by the way, uh, we kind of earned it, and we're the vessel that the Lord works through. And then it becomes about counting how much we have. How much, how much can I give out and still have some? That's really, look, I'm, I'm not trying to get you money. Relax, relax. That's what it becomes. 
And so whether we realize it or not, Christianity today does not teach us to die to self. I'm not a homosexual. I've never had a homosexual relationship. I have no homosexual desires. But if I serve the Lord, I will not, if I were to serve the Lord, and tomorrow I become gay, (laughs) whatever that means, hmm, I'm not going to go around and ask people to accept me in my sin. I'm I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. In fact, sometimes I feel guilty when I talk to people about losing weight when I got a belly. I feel, I feel guilty. They call that being hypocritical, right? Hypocritical. And so they tell us what? Well, coach, you got a big belly. Who are you to judge? I said, well, yeah, I got a big belly, but I'm smart enough to know this big belly isn't good. Lose some weight, will you? Will you lose some weight? I'm going to try to lose some weight. You lose some weight. I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to start telling people how much God loves fat people. Come into our church here. We love. We love fat people. We're on, we're non-judgmental here. We love fat people. We love tattooed people. Please come on in. There. Bring into our church all of your tattoos. You get the point, right? So the church has adopted the ways of the world because why? We've adopted the ways of the world because we don't want to offend people. Amen. Share with them the love of Jesus. And Boom. We know this, right? Jesus loves everybody and everything and accepts everybody and everything. So please come into the sanctuary with us and join us in your sin. When we bring sinners into the sanctuary, that's when we ought to have masks on. That's Amen. when we all have masks on. But see, we just think just the opposite. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I am. And that old man is dead. And the things I did, I don't do anymore. I don't do it anymore. I don't do it anymore. Nor do I tolerate it anymore. You with me, folks? Huh? Are you with me? I, I could right now. Look, not me. Be careful what I say because some of you take it the wrong way. Any one of us right now could go out tonight, today, by noon today, and find somebody else to sleep with. Every one of us could. We know that, right? Why don't you? If God forgives everybody and loves everybody, and go ahead, go, go do it, go do it. Because we've forgotten that God's laws are protective. He said, don't commit adultery because he wants to protect you and your marriage and your children and those who love you and your witness. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not that he doesn't want you to have sex. It's not that he doesn't want you to have fun. It's not that he doesn't want you to enjoy yourself physically. There are boundaries. Normal people do, normal Christians do this. They aren't this. You can't continue in your sinful behavior and proclaim the power of Jesus Christ. Can't do it, friends. David Arthur, I don't talk about David Arthur. David Arthur, you can't be a homosexual and a Christian, dude. Come on. Come on. I can't be an adulterer and a Christian. I can't be a thief and a Christian. I can't be a child molester and a Christian. What is wrong with us? But see, broad is the way and narrow is the gate. You're going to come to the kingdom. You're going to come to the Lord. Let me tell you something, baby. That's a pretty tight path. <laughs> That's a pretty tight path. Oh, I get it. Once saved, always saved. Oh, I get it. I know all that jargon. I know all that jargon. The Marines, the SEAL teams, they call them the elite. The elite. Why didn't Christianity have the elite? Why aren't there elite frontline Christians? SWAT team, Christian seals that go in and disrupt and destroy the very forces of darkness that are at work. Because I was thinking about this this morning. This isn't going to happen, but it should happen. Folks, when the Republicans, whatever that means, when the Republicans get control, we ought to ram down their throat every conservative Christian value known to man. That's what they would do to us. That's what they've done to us. Boom. We, ought, we ought to put the most draconian 
Christian values into place and enforce them. That's what they're doing to us. But see, we're too loving to do that. Right? Well, Coach, we can't force people to do it. No, we can't force them, but we can put restrictions in to prevent them from doing it. We should say this. The next teacher, this will make, hey, what right wing watch this will make it. The next teacher in American public schools who mentions anything about sexual behavior, about homosexual behavior, about transgenderism, about any of that stuff, the next teacher that does that is fired on the spot. Amen. Then we'll know we're serious about it. But see, the church isn't going to do that because the church wants to get everybody saved. Who are you to judge, brother? Huh? I once was lost too, just like that, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonder how many students I've ruined. I didn't ruin too many. When I first started teaching, I was lost as a popcorn box out in the middle of the desert. Teaching kids. Wonder how many I set bad examples for and didn't even realize it because I thought I was right, thought I was doing the right thing, right? I don't even know where this rant came from, but it's... It's well needed, huh? I think we are, <clears throat> I think it's time we focus on the things we hate. Would anybody join me on that? Amen. We start to focus on Amen. and do away with the things that we hate. Not people. Things. Boom. Things that we hate. And when we seize power, we ought to demand our elected officials. Focus on the things that we hate. And more importantly, the things that God hates. See, I hate that because God hates that. I hate homosexuality because God hates homosexuality. I hate divorce because God hates divorce. I hate thievery because God hates thievery. I hate tyranny because God hates tyranny, right? Amen. The church is incapable of doing it. We're just incapable of doing it. We've become the love boat. Church is the love boat, not a battleship. It's a love boat. That's why we're in the mess we're in. We're winning. Tell you that every day. We're winning. We're winning. I'm going to go to Pennsylvania this weekend. Bobby, are you in here to talk about it at all? I I, I didn't even look. Maybe we can throw it up on the screen. I don't know if you're out there. I'm here, Coach. I'm I'm sorry I didn't say anything about it sooner, Bobby. That's fine. Listen, people, uh, moving into Hell's Weekend, uh, Halloween, that everybody treats like Christmas, more child and human sacrifices take place on this upcoming weekend than any other time of the year. On top of that, upwards of one million kids disappear just in America. Where do you think they go? And, And upwards of eight million kids disappear worldwide. These are just rough numbers. So this is real deal stuff. And the last thing I'll say is your lives, our lives are totally controlled and dictated by secret societies. Why is there a Masonic temple in almost every community in America? That's just one controlling secret society hiding behind no window buildings that dictate the directions of your lives in this country. So that's what this weekend is about. It's about uh, crushing the myth that uh, all hell's weekend, Satan's hell's weekend, is just uh, an enjoyable, happy time. It's far deeper than that. So we're talking about secret societies. We're talking about vanished kids. We're talking about satanic ritual abuse this weekend. And, Bobby, I hope we come out of it. I'm going to try to call Tom Dunn. I'm going to try to talk to whoever. Listen, I, we need to be taught what to do. We I'm, Listen, I don't want to hear any more about it. I don't want to hear any more about what they're doing. I want to know what we're supposed to do. Not only what we're supposed to do, how we are supposed to do it. I want Tom Dunn to teach us how to clear a room, how to clear a house. I want Tom Dunn to actually take us through and explain to us how we deal with our demonically influenced teenager. I want them to, anybody out there say amen other than me? I don't want, I don't want to go. Amen. Amen. Just me now. I don't want to go and have Tom Dunn. God bless. I love Tom Dunn. I don't want to go and have him talk more about charged objects. I get it. I get it. Okay. I got charged objects in my house. How do I get rid of them, Tom? That's what I want to know. Huh? Don't tell me how he's doing it. I know how they're doing it. I know how the end. I see it. I see what the enemy's doing. What do we 
do? How do I clear my bedroom before I go to sleep at night? How do I clear my house? How do I get all this evil stuff out out of my way? How do I stand up and preemptively fight against the forces of darkness? I know they're out there. I don't need Tom or David or Diana or anybody to tell me they're out there. I know they're out there. I want to know how to, is anybody with me? Is anybody with me? Do you need to hear more information on the fact they're out there? No? Huh? Are you still to the point where you don't understand that Halloween is the devil's high holiday? You still don't understand that? Still don't understand that? Do we need to come and teach you still about that? Or do we need to teach you how to stand up and push back and fight against these forces of darkness that are literally occupying the ground upon which we live? That's that's where I am with it. That's where I am. Bobby, I'm not beating up on you, man. I'm getting I'm getting to the nitty-gritty. It's what I said yesterday. We've got to have a plan. We don't have a plan. So I want to come. I want to come in here and plan. Hey, Tom Dunn, David Hedden, Diana, I want to plan. I want to plan. I want you to walk me through. I don't want you, listen, I don't need to know any more about what the secret societies do. I know enough just to be dangerous. I know the secret societies are influential. I know it. I know the secret societies. Uh, I know that Masons are judges. I know that Masons are sheriffs. I know that Masons are past. I know that. Look, look at, are you looking at me? I know that. Are you going to teach me what to do about it? Or are you just going to fill my head up with a bunch more? Because if we're not equipped to do something about it, uh, Dr. Paul Goslin is a doctor. And thank God he's a doctor. But I don't call him to have him tell me that cancer exists. I, 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 I know it, Paul. I know it. I don't. I don't need another lesson on uh, on uh, throat cancer, stomach cancer, uh, esophageal cancer, ear cancer, head cancer. I want to know what do I do to fight cancer. So I don't want to go to this weekend and hear more about how them freaking demons are fighting. I want to know how to stop them. Am I with me? Huh? Anybody with me? Amen. We're with you. And if I, if I don't get that, I'm going to throw tomatoes. Bobby, uh, bring, a, a, bring a sponge and a towel, because if it's just more information that I already know, I'm throwing tomatoes, okay? I'm going to throw tomatoes. Some throw of you come tables, to the th- 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 Throw tomatoes and flip some tables, right? Uh, I'm going to throw the tomatoes. I'm going to flip over the tables. If, our, if the people who come to this are not, when they leave, if they have not done hands-on deliverance, learning how to do hands-on deliverance, we've wasted their time. Does anybody think I'm wrong? Anybody, anybody think I'm wrong? I mean, do you, do you just, you, just want to have another get? Listen, if you just want to have another get-together, then let's just call it a potluck, and then let's come together. Let's not call it a training. If there isn't any training, let's not call it a training. It'd be like getting my football team together and I feed them hot dogs the whole time. We never practice. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Equip the saints, Penny. Let's equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Raise your hand if you don't believe there are demons and you need some more. Huh? Y'all, oh, nobody's raising your hands. You all know demons exist. You just don't know how they to fight them. Oh, then let's do this. Let's go to a conference where they teach us how to fight them. <laughs> That'd be unique, wouldn't it? That'd be unique. How many of you out there are dealing with a teenager or a grandchild that's clearly something impacting them and you don't know what to do? How many calls a day, I wonder, does Tom Dunn get? from people needing help because their child's doing this, their grandchild's doing this, their boss is doing this, their co-worker's doing this, their grandchild. Hey, and we stand there helpless. Oh, if I can, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Tom, what do I do? Right? Bobby, I'm not beating up on you. I'm I'm just speaking the truth. I'm just telling you the truth. Sick of, I'm just sick of it. I'm just sick of it. Sick of it. So I'm going to be there, and it's. I got a bunch of tomatoes. We grow our own. I'll bring in a bucket. I'm, I'm going to be ready to throw them. 
Reggie, go on. Come on in here. Be nice. No, I am going to be nice, Coach. One of the things that the Lord commanded, that Jesus commanded us, to cast out demons and to heal the sick. And, you know, many Christians that I talk to think that if you just repent, they go away. They don't even understand what deliverance is. We are to be casting out demons. It is not a hard concept. When I was up at Sky High teaching the women, only two approached us. Only two, three approached us for deliverance. The rest were there for just a good time. Mm. Amen. Well, it's because, look, look, folks, people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We haven't been taught any of this in our church. That's why you could be 50 years old and understanding deliverance for the first time. You never heard. All the time you've been in church, you never heard the first thing about it. Say amen if that's you. So I never heard anything about it all, Coach. I'll start amen, Coach. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And my son comes in. My son comes in the house every day, and I know there's something going on with him. I don't have any idea what to do about it. Churches are full of people like that. Full of them. Full of them. I'll, I'll get off. Myra, I said I'd let you pray. Go ahead. Halfway through it. Say, so, Myra, say half the prayer. We're halfway through. <laughs> okay, Coach. Um, so let's. I was going to say John eight thirty nine. 8, 29 to uh, 32. John 8, 8, 29 to 32. Yes. And he that sent me with me, the Father hath not left me alone. For I do always those things that please him. Mm. Wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Do you always do those things that please him? And he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, because I always do those things that please him. But when I do those things that don't please him, he leaves me. I think that's what it says. Keep going, Myra. Yes, Coach. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Then say Jesus to those Jews which believeth on him, If ye continue in my words, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. How do you know this truth? If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And if you do that, you're going to know the truth, and the truth is going to make you free. Wow, 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 wow. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you and release the anointing that destroys the power of evil. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. So when we win the next election, we ought to pop the clutch and bulldoze the Luciferians. They are doing it to us. They get in and they promote their Luciferian agenda like they're in panic mode. They only have a short time to do it. So... When we win control, whoever we is, because we know this, right? That the Republicans are not any better than the Democrats. Tell me you know that. Please tell me you know that. We know it. Spiritual bulldozers. I know it. Spiritual bulldozers. We ought to get in and we ought to begin making laws about the, what our children learn in schools, what they're not allowed to do. We ought to be making laws, enforcing laws against public indecency. Are you with me, friends? We ought to be enforcing standards of pornography. We ought to be pushing back. We got we to gotta clean the house, baby. Amen. 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 But we won't do that because Trump will be in charge. Trump, uh, we'll get Trump back. No, no, no. I'm, I don't want to hurt your feelings. The vaccines were Trump's idea. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Amen. Come on in, Brett. Hey, Coach. Great yeah. call again. Hey, uh, we don't need to wait to the Republicans to win. We never win with politicians. It's a spiritual battle, not a political fight. But why aren't we popping the clutch in our own families? Yep. We don't have to yep. wait to the church on Sunday. Pop the clutch in our own families. We're supposed to take the authority as a man. And I'm looking in the mirror at myself. I got to. I failed. You got poor training. You got poor training in church. Amen. In fact, they told you, Brett, to put your kid in Sunday school. Put him in the youth group. Right? That's what they told him, Brett. And the youth group was full of nothing but lost kids. Anybody say amen on that one? 
Come on, somebody say amen. 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 Blind leading the blind. And so they go to youth group. And what do they learn in youth group? They learn how to be marginalized Christians. That's, that's what they learned in their youth group. They learned how to play the game. They learned how to be phony. In fact, I bet some of those youth group people hooked up. Anybody want to be, huh? Oh, oh, yeah, you're grown up. You're bigger than that, huh? I bet some of those people met each other in youth groups, and I bet they were having sex on the side. Anybody, anybody, huh? Where'd they learn that? Oh, yeah, we got that in youth group. Huh? In youth group? Oh, yeah, right after they told us about Noah's Ark. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Youth group that happened. Because why? Me, daddy, I ignored what was going on. I didn't understand. You know why I didn't understand? Because the pastor that I was sitting taught me shallow Christianity, just real shallow stuff, right? Love everybody. Be kind to one another. Love your neighbors yourself, right? Is that, hey, was that the baby food most of you had out there? Is it, hey, Clay, is that the baby food you ate? Huh? Just love everybody. Be nice to everybody. Don't say anything mean. Follow the government. Be a good. Huh? Is, is anybody else other than me? Was that was that the was that the Gerber's baby food that you received from the pulpit? Even when you were fifty years old, still eating that chewed up stuff. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm telling. I'm telling you the truth this morning. It's all over me. It's all over me. Oh, but here's the good news. I'm telling you, we're we're. Yes, Mel, preaching to the lowest denominator. Just want to get people saved. If we can just get them saved and then move on and get the next one saved. When the Bible says that we're supposed to train, equip, and mobilize, that we're the disciple. Disciple. How does someone who is lost, how does one teenager decide a lost teenager? No, no. A quasi-Christian teenager disciple another teenager. Hmm. You better take a good, hard look at your youth group, folks. Take a good, hard look. God, coach, relax. I'm trying to, man. Trying to. Pull up, Jace. Pull up number. Pull up number. Pull up, Trump voters. Get it. I'm, I, listen, by the way, I, I want you to know this. I'm still gradually sliding off the Trump train. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. Now, listen, if you've been here. The first one's getting ready to leave it. Because I, uh, as I, I look what's going on with Pastor Bill Dunphy and the, the 11 friends of mine that are that are being charged for face violation. And I want to know, uh, uh, I got thinking about this. Do you think Donald Trump, could he make some stink and get those J6ers out of jail, you think? Does anybody think maybe he could do that? Yeah. Do, do you think maybe when he went to those rallies, he started talking about those J6ers that are still locked up. Do you think maybe he could get them out? I, I think he could. I think, I think he could really, really bring some pressure on them. Right? Why doesn't he? Why doesn't he? Oh, we got to be careful, don't we? We got to be careful. Who knows what they've threatened his family with? Who knows? So I, I want to encourage you because I, I want to show you this real, clip, real quick clip I saw today. This MSNBC reporter gets some Trump supporters together, and she starts talking about January 6th. In other words, this reporter wants to shame these voters for voting for Trump. That's what she wants to do. She wants to shame them. I want to encourage you. They ain't buying it. They ain't buying it. Two minutes, 43 seconds. Go ahead, play that. Mastriano was at the insurrection, and he was photographed breaching one of the restricted areas. Is that okay? Which area? Because I saw a video where Capitol officers yes. were taking away barriers and unlocking Opening doors. doors. So, yeah. I mean, I, 
They open the gates. So it shouldn't be disqualifying for an elected official no, no, no. if they no, participated in January 6th. He didn't, he didn't strike anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, and the only one that died was a protester there, not a Capitol Police. An unarmed officer. female veteran. Which That's the only one that died. That's well, the only one who died. A police officer did die. No, it, it was a stroke. Attack. That's not. That's not, not on site. Caused by that. That's because right. he shouldn't have been a police officer. It was one woman. So what do you him. make, though, overall of January 6th? I mean, it was watching that footage. It was pretty disturbing. I mean, there were people throwing excrement at the walls and it was our, you know, it's the Capitol. That it looked a true. lot like Antifa's action. Yeah, it looked it's a lot, except on a much smaller scale. It looked the same as the Black Lives Matter riots. That's it's what I saw, the similarities to being the country, Minneapolis one. burns, Kenosha burns. But so it's okay Waukesha just because burns. just because I, one side that you no, disagree with? I'm saying okay Antifa for, infiltrated. Say it's good for one, it's good for the other. Anybody I don't who harmed anybody, way. anybody who caused property destruction, that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, but if you're there making side. your voice heard at the right. people's house, no less, yeah. that, I, that's, again, it's a fundamental constitutional right of an American citizen. And people should not be being held political prisoner uh, because of it. For misdemeanors. That's I mean, East Germany. That's East Germany. Tactics. Yeah, that's what's scary. It was an actual fiery but mostly peaceful protest. And the other ones that were the opposite. Was the protest legitimate our, in your our eyes? administration, because... I feel like, is using it as their Reichstag fire. Yeah. That's exactly what they're using it as. Mm -hmm. Do you think that President Trump could have quelled the violence that day? Not him. Personally. I don't think no. so, no. I don't think so. It started while he was still speaking. I was actually there. I, I, I was there to, to see what I thought was going to be the last time I ever saw Trump. So did he tell everybody to go and, and start riding? No. I didn't think so. No, and it actually, um, I, I, I stayed for the whole speech, like, a ton of people did. Mm -hmm. And then we all headed to the Capitol because he said, let's go to the Capitol and, and peacefully. Let, peacefully. Let okay, you can pull it out of there because the reporter obviously has an agenda and she's shocked to find that these people know the truth. This should encourage us, friends. This should encourage us that more and more people are coming to understand the knowledge of the truth. Quickly, if you could, put up there j6truth.org. I don't know if I shared this with you yesterday. If I did, please bear with me a second. Uh, this is a tremendous website, j6truth.org. J6truth.org. Put it in the chat. Folks, they've got all kinds of videos, stuff that you can share with others, yada, yada, yada. Put, put that in there. Okay, let me see. What do I want to do? What do I want to do? Uh, mm, i got to talk about this real quick. If you guys uh, – I'm sorry for some of I'm being – repetitious because I did my Brideon show yesterday on this very issue. And there was some really, 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 really good stuff we came out that came out that I, that uh, many people didn't know. So bear with me as I kind of double back on that. I want to talk to you today about number one, what is lawfare? <clears throat> friends, friends, please hear me. This is what they're using against us. Okay. It's called lawfare. Hey, Paul, say hi to Mike over your shoulder. <clears throat> lawfare. <clears throat> uh, make that larger for me if you can there, Spence. Lawfare. Lawfare. Lawfare is a combination of law and warfare. Law and warfare. Okay? It's a combination of lawfare. Scroll right down here at the bottom. It says, lawfare is a recently coined word not yet appearing in the Oxford English Dictionary. It is a portmanteau of words. In other words, they compared law and warfare to describe a form of asymmetric warfare. Lawfare is asserted by some to be the illegitimate use of domestic or international law with the intention of damaging an opponent, winning a public relations victory, financially crippling an opponent, or trying to tie up an opponent's time so that he cannot pursue other ventures, such as running for public office, yada, 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 yada. So what the enemy is engaged with, with Bill Dunphy, Cal Zastro, Eva Zastro, uh, Eva Edel, uh, Jimmy's Astro, those 11 people, is warfare. What is warfare? It is doing this. Charging them with a crime. Whether they committed it or not, they don't care. The government doesn't. Folks, go back to January 6th. All right? What are they doing with January 6th? 
They are arresting those who they saw as leaders. Now, they called it an armed insurrection, but they knew that these folks were legitimate truth tellers, and so therefore they had to shut them up. What did they do? They locked them up. They came after Bill Dunphy. Why did they come after Bill Dunphy? Because they want to convict him? No. They have two lawfare. They have two reasons why they do it. Number one, they want to shut his mouth, scare everybody else around him. So nobody else, certainly no other pastor ever does it. And number two, you ready? They want to break him financially. They want to break him financially. They don't care if they convict him or not. At the end of this thing, they want him to have spent every dime he has, mortgaged his home simply to stay out of jail. That is lawfare. You get it? The same thing with Chet Gallagher and Eva Adel and Cal's Astro. Every one of those 11 people charged with that face violation, every one of them now have to get legal help. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to defend themselves against charges that aren't even legitimate. It's called lawfare. Are you seeing what's going on? Seeing what's going on? That's why I really started pushing hard yesterday with the Christian Revolution. I'm looking for, I'm looking for a thousand people to give a hundred bucks. Hey Clay, did you hear that? I wonder if everybody in this queue could find ten people to give a hundred bucks to the ChristianRevolution.net. Not pass assault. We've got about. I don't know, we're in the neighborhood of eight or $10,000, God bless all of you, who've raised that money for Pastor Bill. But I have an obligation to raise money for Cal and Eva and little Eva and Jimmy and all these people who are being attacked through asymmetric war- warfare called lawfare, right? So that would be a great task for, for all of you. If you go to your Bible study group, you go wherever and try to get 10 people to give 100 bucks, 10 people to give 100 bucks. These guys shouldn't have to pay their own way. See, they're using the legal system as a weapon. And all they can do is what? Hire a lawyer, try to defend themselves. And at the end of this whole mess, let's say Bill Dunphy, at the end of this mess, Cal Zastro, Chet Gallagher, at the end of this stuff, they find them not guilty. Not guilty. And in the meantime, They mortgaged their homes, lost their jobs, but they're innocent. Did they win? Did they win? See, that's how this whole, our system is so screwed up. Because Bill Dunphy is paying tax dollars to be illegally persecuted by his government. You, you, You get it, don't you? You see it? You understand it doesn't cost the government anything to to prosecute Bill Dunphy. It doesn't cost them anything. We're paying it, right? They're going to break Bill Dunphy. They want to destroy his church. It's called lawfare, lawfare. So there's a good project for some of you out there. Find 10 of your friends to give 50 bucks to help these guys fight back. Dave Allison, come on in. Coach, you mentioned Ava this morning, and I and I seen her in an interview. You did, you know, you've played that interview she gave, and uh, she, what did she say? She said, "If if a thousand people would have came out and laid down on tracks, we would have changed things, right?" Yeah. And I, you know what? You know, I seen John B on here today. You know, what I'm talking about John B. Anyways, I want to apologize personally, John B, because guess what? If a thousand people would have showed up in front of the abortion clinic, you wouldn't have had to do what you had to do. Yeah, but you know you what? Go. I apologize. Yeah. It's my fault. So I'm, 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 I'm telling people this morning, listen, coach is asking for a thousand people to lay down on their real tracks. No, no, he didn't say that. He said, ask you just give a hundred dollars. No, that, that might be too much. But anyways, Hey, I just want to say, I'm sorry, John. It's just my fault. You can call me, you can call me a coward panty waist if you want, because you know what? I haven't done anything to prove my assault, but, but you know, coach, if I was on your line and you said, Dave, you're a, you're a cowardly panty waist. You know what? I'm either going to go sit down on the bench and cry, or I'm going to jump back on the line and say, Coach, I'm going to prove you long. I'm going to hit that next guy so hard, you're going to take back every word you just said. That's my goal. Amen. 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 Hey, by the way, by the way, please, hey, listen, 
I'm not trying to make you feel convicted. Okay, I'm not. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm not. I'm not. <clears throat> but all you, if all you're going to do is pray for Cal's Astro, that's all you're going to do. And you know, I, I'd love to, but golly, with my cable bills high, and you know, I'm putting a lot of gas in my car. I just don't have it. So, hey, Cal, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you, evil. Evil, I'll pray for you. See, the Bible says. Many hands make light work. I, I believe this. I'm just crazy enough to believe this. If we could find a thousand people to give a hundred bucks. That's a hundred thousand dollars. We could find five thousand people to give a hundred bucks. That's how much? How much is that? If we found five thousand people to give a hundred bucks, that would be five hundred thousand, wouldn't it? Many hands make light work. Instead, we sit back. We want those rich guys to kick in because, hey, I like my beer. I like my, I, oh, by the way, you know, I listen, I'm not trying to beat you up. Somewhere along the line, somebody said, put your money where your mouth is. Put your money where your mouth is. Jeff Klein, go ahead, Jeff. So, Pastor Bill shared the other morning, and then go to nbmwarsaw.org. But he said they're going to do a website on our, our church website also to give money. And he explained it. I talked to Pastor Neil Peterson your day. He's going to put up a little website. He's going to do something online. Churches ought to be raising money for him. Churches ought to be raising money. But Pastor Bill added this at the end. He said, now listen, if we raise a bunch of money and we get my case taken care of, there's not going to be, that money's not going to be hoarded in this church. It's going to go to Cal's Astro. And then we'll raise enough money for everybody. You know what I mean? So it it could be huge. Well, you know what's huge about it? Michelle would confess, uh, not confess, but verify this. Uh, they're calling me. These people are calling me. Coach, can you help? Can you help? Can you help? Hey, Coach, can you help? What do I say? Hey, I'd love to, but you know, my cable bill is so high. Those gas prices, you notice those gas prices? You know, I gotta I gotta drive an hour to work every day, and that gas, man, it's sucking it up. I'd love to, I'll pray for you though, brother. Ooh. Ricky said yesterday, he said, I'm gonna not buy another gun next time. I'm gonna put that money to Pastor Bill. Heck with buying mm-hmm. a gun. Amen. Amen. Okay, so listen, scripturally, uh, the Bible speaks. Hey, uh, Hunter, I'm gonna find out uh, Spencer, I'm gonna find out how good you are. Find where the Bible says, be filled and be warm. Be warm and be filled. The words came from Jesus Christ himself. He's going to find it and he's going to throw it up there. Be warm, be filled, and be be warm and be filled. While he's doing that, come on in, Clay. There it is. Hang on. Hang on. Verse 15. Where are we, Spencer? James chapter 2. If a brother or sister be naked, destitute of daily food, or being prosecuted by the federal government, and one of you say to them, depart in peace, brother. Oh, the Holy Spirit's with you, brother. We're praying for you, brother. Notwithstanding, you don't give them those things which they need. What good are you? So that's what Jesus said, or James. What good are you? All you can do is tell somebody you're going to pray for them when they're hungry. I'll pray somebody else with a lot of money comes along to help your brother. I'd love to, but my cable bill. Uh, man, they keep raising that on me. Come on in, Clay. Well, you know, they came after Pastor Bill mainly because he's a pastor more than anything. He's he he's a black robe regiment pastor. That's right. That's they right. They want to make sure that they send this message out to all the churches, all the pastors, and say, keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything in your pulpit, such as what Pastor Bill did. And 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 here's the thing, Coach. Think about this. How many churches do you drive through your town and see? We that we don't even have the churches praying for Pastor Bill, much less a whole church. They think he deserves it, man. They think he deserves what he got. A whole uh, one church. Think of one church. Each church just gave a hundred dollars across the United States. What we'd have for a fund. Amen. Hey, Jeff, so Jeff Klein, get up in front of your church at New Beginnings and ask those people to give a hundred bucks. Ask them to give a hundred bucks. Put it right on them. 
And those who don't give a hundred bucks to help Pastor Bill, tell them to hit the road. That's the way, that's the way I see it. Oh yeah, that's the way I see it. Tell me, tell me, hit the road. Myra. Hey, well, Myra's coming in. Hang on, Myra. While she's coming in, get number two ready for me, okay? Get number two, Jake Lane's father. It's a five minute and 20 second mark. So you don't think I'm lying to you. Go ahead, Myra. Yes. Uh, now uh, concerning uh, the gifts and giving money. Now concerning mis- ministering to the saints, it is super fruitless for me to write to you, for I know your willingness about which I boast of you to the Macedonians and Achaia. So that is going to be Second Corinthians 9, pretty much just keep and you be blessed. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, I love you, Myra. I am given to be blessed. I'm giving to defend my brother. I'm not giving to be blessed. 520, this is Jed, Ned Lang, Jed, uh, my brain went dead. Uh, Josh Lang, I think. He's, he's been in jail. He's been in jail. His son saved two people who at, at J6 were, were dying. He resuscitated two of them. His son in jail, been in jail. And his dad on this interview, see if he doesn't tell you exactly what I just told you. Go ahead and play that, Spence. But the thing is, is that in Washington, D.C., where these guys are getting trialed, tried, there is no way that you can get an honest, true, and fair trial in Washington, D.C. The people in Washington, D.C., for the most part, have a very, very negative um, view of what happened on J6. And so everybody's guilty before they even are sentenced. And then you have the judges. I, you know, I speak to a lot of parents out there and a lot of families out there. And some of these families have spent $150,000 on attorneys before a judge. And then what they do, because it's so woke here, they change judges. And so they, now they have to resubmit a lot of the same um, motions for their clients. And this one family spent 150000 their entire life savings. Now they're, they have another $120,000 in bills, and they change judges. It's a, it's a sham what's going Unbelievable on. Unbelievable what's happening. This is Ned Lang. He's lawfare. the father of Jake Do you get Lang. it, folks? You understand it? You understand it's lawfare? That, that's what's going on. I want you to pull up for me real quickly. Um, bear with me, friends. Number four. Bottom number four, <clears throat> because uh, there are constitutional violations going on all, all over the place. Our elected officials aren't doing anything about it. Our pastors aren't doing anything about it. And yesterday we talked about a game plan, didn't we? The Sixth Amendment. The Sixth Amendment, according to uh, U.S. Constitution, Sixth Amendment at Cornell Law. The Sixth Amendment in yellow explained. Okay, the Sixth Amendment. The Sixth Amendment guarantees, guarantees, guarantees the rights of criminal defendants, including the right to a public trial without necessary delay, without necessary delay, without necessary. Jake Lang has been in there 18 months, no trial. The right to a lawyer. You shouldn't have to pay $150,000 to get a lawyer the right to an impartial jury. They're keeping them in D.C. where it's not impartial at all. And the right to know who your accusers are. Just showing pictures? What? Get somebody in here and tell me. The guy who took that picture, tell me what was going on at that time. Where was that taken? What else is going on? Don't just throw up a picture. The nature of the charges and the evidence against you. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Speedy trial. Amendment 6, read it. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district where the crime shall have been committed. There you are. Constitutional rights being violated left and right. Republicans doing anything about it? Donald Trump out there calling for these guys to be set free? Hmm. Interesting. I don't know why that is. Why that is. And then let me throw one more thing out there. I, I got five minutes. Pull up diesel therapy. Diesel. You guys ever heard of diesel therapy? Chet Gallagher is one of the 11 guys 
that were, that blocked blocked the abortion clinic, which they didn't do. He's still in jail. Dr. Ken Hoven explained this to me 20 years ago. Diesel therapy is a way to get your mind right. Here's what diesel therapy is. Scroll down a bit, Spence. Go explain right there. They call it transit, but it's better known as diesel therapy to the feds. This may be the worst part of being incarcerated. Imagine being handcuffed with a chain around your waist, securing your handcuffs to your stomach area. You can't move your arms up and down or side to side. Your feet are shackled, limiting you to baby steps. And then they put you on a bus and they drive you 12 or 16 hours to a new jail. That's what they're doing to Chuck Gallagher. They are doing that to Chuck Gallagher. 16 hours sitting like this with your legs shackled, your arms shackled. And what did Chuck Gallagher do? What did he do? Why won't they let him out? Well, they're giving him diesel therapy because they got to get Chet's mind right. Oh, Lord, 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 Lord. I got a few minutes. Somebody come in here. Come on in, Doc. Man, that makes me laugh, Coach. <laughs> you know, when they took my license away for eight months, there there is no justice in this, right? There no. is no due process, right? The last thing they said before they decided to completely destroy my practice and all my patients and, you know, didn't matter with me. They didn't care about anything, right? You know what they said? We have to make him think like us. (laughs) That was the deciding factor to ruin everything. They have to make, you know what? It's absolutely so true what you're saying. They have to make us think like them. It ain't right. happening. I, God knows I'm crazy. Unless you're all crazy and want to think like me, you're all sad. I'm like, they not- have to make you think like them, don't they? They have to make you. Hey, Spence, real quick, go to J6, the second thing down, J6truth.org. I want you guys all to be aware of that again. Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Huh? Oh, my goodness, the stuff that's here. Wow. Hey, stay right there. Stay right there. Go to... Uh, Oh, you went down too far. Right there. Just go listen to Jake Lang here. Just give us two minutes of Jake Lang. It's been more than a year since the protest on January 6, 2021, and for hundreds of, of Americans, their home right now is behind bars. One of those prisoners speaks exclusively with One America's Caitlin Sinclair. Take a listen. 27-year-old Jake Lang is one of hundreds of Americans being persecuted by the regime in Washington, D.C. over their attendance on January 6, 2021. Lang has been watching his case unfold from behind bars for over a year and a half without a trial. He is accused of helping to lead an assault on outnumbered officers guarding a Capitol entrance, a siege that lasted nearly two and a half hours. He joined us from a Pennsylvania penitentiary to share his story of torture, abuse, and the denial of basic rights that he and other protesters have experienced as political prisoners. Jake, for our viewers who aren't familiar with your story, I want you to take us through the atmosphere. Back on that day of January 6, 2021, when you say things intently went wrong. Um, well, I mean, from the, from the lips down by the Washington Monument, the atmosphere went from, you know, like just uh, a strong showing of, of loving Americans to um, down at the... the U.S. Capitol building, it turned into like a warfare scene where we got ambushed um, unarmed and peacefully protesting. They started shooting tear gas canisters into the crowd. I mean, these are big, heavy, it's like kind of like a paint canister, um, smashing into people, indiscriminately firing rubber bullets and um, paintball-style bullets that are filled with uh, pepper spray into the crowd. We felt like our voice was completely unheard. The election was stolen. And then outside the Capitol, um, these bunch of crooks were just going to go ahead and, and continue with their, you know, uh, stealing of the election. And okay, you can stop that, Mr. Mr. Producer. Put it in the chat so people can look it. But you can find that at j6truth.org. Come on in, Craig, real quick. Well, uh, back to the gentleman that uh, died from the Capitol Police. We're we're not looking at the deeper story. He probably no. got jabbed. He probably had spike proteins in the inside of his endothelial cells. His his blood pressure and his blood was running for forever. And a day or two later, he started developing clots, like the fifty three actors that are dying on stage. And pull that up, Spencer. Well, where Craig's talking, Spencer, pull up number five at the bottom. Fifty three people died on stage. Keep going, Craig. Well, I mean, they were sick. Okay. 
So these people, when they're, okay, if you don't understand your endothelial cells, the lining of your blood vessel and the spike proteins are sitting there. And when you move this blood through at high volumes, because you're, you're doing something active, you throw yourselves into clots when you're right at the limit there. It makes your D-dimers go up and your predisposition. The man probably had a stroke because he got a shot probably a week or two before January 6th because he worked hey, in the Capitol. Hey, he time. had to. He Folks, had to. He worked. Put this, in the, put this in the chat. 53 performers have collapsed on stage. 53 of them have collapsed on on stage. And what do they say, Paul? Golly, we don't know what's causing it. We what could possibly be causing this? Huh? Let's fight back. Let's fight back. Let's fight back with truth, because only the truth is going to set all of us free. Do me a favor. Go donate at uh, ChristianRevolution.com. Ah, I'm sorry, not uh, net. ChristianRevolution.net. Get your friends to donate. Hundred dollars, thousand people. We can start helping some people. Blessings. See you tomorrow.